Super 90s Brothers. I am your host, Brennan Pointer. Along with me is Adam J. Pitzler. How's it going, buddy? With you, as always, it's Adam. Nice. Um, oh. It's always it's a little drawn out for me. Like honestly, like I I don't even know what to say now. That like that always, I, it puts, what, that puts me into a stupor I, when you when you when you do it that slow. <laughs> my my introduction puts you in a stupor. <laughs> I just I just like I I lose, I lose my train of thought of where I was going. <laughs> And I don't like I don't even know where, where to start now. When I did uh, when I did the Odd Couple in high school, I put the the female version of the Odd Couple. I played like this like douchebag Spanish guy, and he comes in to the scene and uh, he introduces himself. He goes, "I am Menolo Costasuela." That's what I, that's what you just reminded me of. It was like these really like uh, like flair filled like Hispanic introductions to women. Maybe that's what I've been, like, trying to harness this whole time. I am Adam J. Petzlaff. We digress because... We do. <laughs> because we don't have a lot to talk about today. Go ahead, Bernie. Uh So, yeah, how was your, how was your weekend? Was, uh, did you um, do anything fun? Yeah, we went to... Uh, which, <laughs> my God, I'm getting... I am getting so old and so lame. We went to a we I to say we went to a Cavalier Fun Day in Carmel, Cal, or Monterey, California, which is this really great beach town. Um, but yeah, so we took our little King Charles Cavalier dog, and we went to the beach, and we met up with like a hundred other little King Charles Cavalier dogs and their owners, and we stood around and we said, "Hey, you have a Cavalier. I have a Cavalier." And then we put them away. And, they smell each other, and then we would say, what's her name? Oh, it says, oh, what's his name? Oh, it says, oh, how old is he? Oh. And I, I just realized, like, what the fuck are we talking about? Like, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> um, so about, like, halfway through, I got, like, super disenchanted with the whole thing. And our dog was being, like, so antisocial. She kept biting all the parents that tried to, like, parents, dog owners, dog owners. She kept biting all the dog owners that tried to, like, pet her, and she would, like, you know, <laughs> tussle with wow. the other little cav- cavaliers. But is, uh, long, that is, that, long that story short, so, we – go ahead. I was going to say, that is so lame. Yeah. <laughs> you, like, you you make fun of me, like – I don't know if you, I don't I know. you make fun of me, but like, you stop at me for, like, doing, like, really, like, lame, like, parent stuff, you know? Like, <laughs> man, you were, like – Man, you're so like I know. you're, you're so I'm like, grown up. I've never I've like, gone to anything no like legs. they ever talked talked about in my life. You know what I know? You want to know what I did this weekend? You want to know what I did this weekend? I, I went to Played Seattle. Nintendo. I went to Seattle with a buddy and saw and saw a show in downtown Seattle. That's how old I am apparently, because that, that that's a really normal thing to do when you're like 25. So, what kind of show? Uh, like a, a DJ set, like a Guy named RJD two. Um, oh, so you went to, you, so you went to a club to listen to a DJ like mix beats. Uh, yeah, not, not a club. It was at the it was at the showbox in like right down Pike's place. Um, so it wasn't re- and it's a little it's more like not so much like EDM like rave type of music. It's more like um, like house music. 
kind of. Mm. So. Okay. But. Hey, hey, for are you at your computer station? I, I am at my computer station. <laughs> for, at the end of the at the end of the show, can you can you uh, remember to uh, thank the fans and get on Absolutely. and. Absolutely. Okay. Oh, so, and, I, and uh, let me, that leads me to something first that I want to start at the beginning of the show. Um, the song you heard at the beginning of this was um, a little piece put together by a buddy of mine, Brian Baxter, um, and uh, he does eight bit. He does like eight bit music, um, and so that's what that's the intro you just heard. So um, I want to thank Brian for lending us that, and um, you know. Well, hopefully we'll get we'll be getting more of this from like different stuff. You don't hear the same same theme song every time, and maybe even a theme song. Wouldn't that be cool? That would be cool. Um, super cool, actually. So we want to thank Bryant Baxter. By the way, that that sounds like that should be like like Batman's like real name, not like you know Bruce Wayne. His name should be Bryant Baxter, who is Batman. What do you think? I, I I would agree. I think he would agree with you too. Um, okay, but I think cool. Bru- I think Bruce Wayne is kind of debonair. You know, like he's very like sophisticated, and that's like really what you know. It's just two the, first names. It's just the two first name trick. That's all it is. Yeah, I guess you're right. You put two um, first names in a row, and suddenly they sound different. They sound <laughs> debonair, as you said. It's like, well, actually, it's just two first names. Like change Wayne <laughs> to any other regular last name, and tell me how debonair it sounds. Bruce Campbell. Bruce Smith. It sounds like an Bruce, actor and a football player. Bruce, Bruce Blair. Mm, yeah, like it just sounds like it sounds like some plumber. <laughs> uh, well, let's let's start off the show. Um, so this week, yeah, this week we're talking about um, another Fox great um, sliders. Sliders. Oh. Um, so, I don't, to this show, this show, Dad, I'm, uh, <laughs> oh, this, this, is probably, uh, this, is probably, this is probably the most, like, unknown show we've probably done. I don't, like, what, so, Spiders was big time in the mid-90s. Spiders was what? fucking big, man. Do you know my nephew was named after the Spiders guy? Jerry O'Connell? Yeah, Jerry O'Connell's but, character in Spiders is named Quinn. My nephew is named Quinn because my brother-in-law, like, was obsessed with that show. So I like to tease my nephew. I like to tease my nephew that he was named after the fat kid on Stand by Me. <laughs> uh, so, uh, do you want me to do you want me to tell you about the show? Like, do we want to like recap? It? I want do you, you to, to recap it? I want you to. So, Brendan was kind enough to watch, rewatch the pilot recently and check out. Uh, some sections of a few other episodes. So, yeah, I would like your generic general feedback right now. Then we'll dig into it, and we'll, we'll go over a few character traits and then uh, a couple episodes. Okay. Quick synopsis. Jerry uh, O'Connor, who plays um, Quinn Mallory, is, like, a young scientist, like, going to school at, like, I imagine, like, Berkeley or something like that. And he's... He's made this teleportation, this device, not a sort of teleportation, or well, I guess it's a teleportation device that can slide to other parallel dimensions, so other Earth. So basically, and that's that's basically the the basis of the show is he can slide to other parallel um, Earth. And so what happens? Right, but but there's a catch yeah. with the machine, right? Right, right. 
so in the, in the first episode, he, like, he uses it, and then he only sets the timer for, like, 15 minutes, and he goes, like, to this parallel universe where, like, Elvis still exists, and, like, Mexico is a bigger power than America, and and then he, he's there for, like, 15 minutes, and then he goes back home. Um, well, you know, with these type of shows, something has to go wrong, and so what happens is his professor, his, like, love interest, like, and some random black guy, like, gets stuck in this slide, like, in one of the slides, and then they have to keep on going through slides, and that's basically the show. I mean, I, I, did, I butchered it, but that's what the show's about. They, they travel the parallel, totally... parallel Earth. <laughs> you totally butchered it. I'm not a good. I'm not a good storyteller. I don't know if you know that, Adam. I'm, I'm not very yeah, good. Yeah, I like, know that. But I enjoy and... li- watching you try. <laughs> so why don't you Why don't you give the more sophisticated uh, uh, synopsis? Well, I I genuinely <laughs> thought you'd be better at it this time because you just watched it. But I was I, wrong. I, I literally I literally just watched it like like six hours ago too. Like I watched it like twelve o'clock at night. Like I watched the entire thing. You know, and so it couldn't thing, be more fresh, is what he's saying. Exactly, and the, you know the funny, you know the the pilot episode. They don't do this anymore. The pilot episode was eighty minutes long, eighty nine minutes long, I think. Wow. Eighty nine minutes, like so it was like it's a film. Yeah, no kidding. Like it was a long, it was a long, long show. Uh, so you had to do a lot of homework, and we should all commend you. Well, yeah, they like these are these are sacrifices Brennan's giving for the good of the show. So I hope you out there, the listeners, appreciate you know his, you know, um, dedication to the craft. He does it for you guys. He does it for you. <laughs> the basic setup is that Jerry O'Connell is like this. He's just a nerd who who has left this machine by his like dead dad, and he's trying to figure out how to make it work. And he doesn't really know what it is. He thinks it's just like some type of weird so, science. So his dad was his dad was a scientist too, right? Correct, yes. And oh, okay. Okay. So let me set so, the show up a little bit differently. Thank all right. You. There's four characters. One of them is a scientist, one of them is a professor, one of them is a random black singer, and the other is like the hot girl. And they go yes. from parallel universe to parallel universe every episode and they get stuck in this parallel universe for a limited amount of time every every episode. So it's usually about like a day or two. So they'll go into this new They'll go into this new universe. They're like, oh, my God, it's, you know, dinosaurs rule the Earth. And they're like, how long do we have here? And then Jerry O'Connell will pull out this little gadget he has. He's like, well, looks like we got about two days and four hours. And they're like, good thing that the pterodactyl egg doesn't hatch for two, you know, two days and five hours. We should be fine. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then inevitably – like, right when they need to leave, the goddamn pterodactyl egg is hatching, and the mother's swooping around, and they got to make it out just in the nick of time, you know. Before, you know, Meanwhile, saving, like, the local village people, giving them some, you know, you know, rainforest herb to cure their cancer or whatever shit they happen to know <laughs> because they're, they're a scientist or a, you know, or a professor. And then, not only do they get out in time and escape and go to the next world, but they leave the current world in a better place. Would you say that's a fair wrap-up of what the show was like? That's exactly what the show is. That's, um, yeah, that's exactly what the show is. And then, and that was what the first episode, season, episode was about. Like, they, so, they, so what happens is they get, 
the point was is that they were needed to, to to not have it like affect be able to go back to their own time is that they needed to stay in the first place they went the full length of time. And the first place they like slide to is like an ice age like America. The, also, I should say the settings of the show is San Francisco, it's the Bay Area in the first two seasons at least. Oh, um, I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. And so and what happens in the first place they slide to is like this like tundra, like there's like a twist like a tornado is coming out of them and they have to leave. And so that's how they have getting stuck in the slide and how they cannot get back to their home world. And the first like real play is that they like have like a major um problem and problem is they're in like communist controlled San Francisco. Um and Rembrandt, um, the singer, he, like, he gets arrested because he's, like, he takes a cab somewhere and uh, he tries to give him a dollar and then that, and so then they have to, like, kind of, they have to break him out of jail because, like, he was using, like, fake money or whatever. It was, like, anyways. But the big takeaway is every place they go, every place they slide to, a version of one of the characters is, like, very important. Or sometimes two of them are very important. Like... Oh, right, they're doubles. Like, they're double. And so, like, in communist communist San Francisco, Arturo, the professor, he's, like, um, one of the head military guys. And um, and Wade, um, the girl, she's, like, a resistance, like... Like she's like the head of the resistance, and so, yeah. and so they use like Arturo to like double as his, you know, communist for, so they can go break out Rembrandt, and um, and long story short, like they they do that and then they slide, um, back they slide and they end up back into a San Francisco that's very familiar, um, like the, that they think is home, and um, one of the big but it's like never home. But it's never home. But the big thing is, um, like, one thing that Jerry O'Connell always does is that at his home, he would always, like, the front gate would squeak. And that that was, like, he would know, like, if it was a fake world, or not the real world or not, not the original Earth, but if his gate didn't squeak. Well, they get back, his gate does squeak. They think everything's hunky-dory. They're sitting down and having dinner at, you know, Quinn's house, and then all of a sudden... Quinn's dad shows up, and Quinn's dad is, like, dead. Um, has been dead in, like, the original, in his earth. And so then they're like, oh, they all look at each other, and then that's kind of, like, the start. And then they keep on, they slide. But, um, yeah. Okay. So I think we get get the gist of the show. Could you talk, could you ask, since you just watched the pilot, who is the black guy again? Like, is he a professional singer, and how does he get mixed up with them? I don't remember. Okay, so, yeah, it's a really, so... Rembrandt, he's like an old like sixties like um he's part of like a like a fort like a a quartet, like a singing quartet right. that was really really popular in the sixties and seventies. And he's kind of like a washed out singer now and he's actually driving he's driving to a um to the San Francisco Giants game to sing the national anthem. And he's like very he's like very excited this is gonna be a big break and then at the same time, um, Quinn, Arturo, and Wade, they're sliding for the first time, but 
Quinn's like, oh, I think I need to put up the power because I've never slid with three people before. And so he turns up the power. At that same moment, um, Rembrandt's driving by. And so because he turned up the power on the slide, the slider machine or whatever, the, the, the portal, like, goes far away and, like, picks Rembrandt up, and he just randomly appears. Um, Don't you think it's kind of, like, funny and racist that, like, these three, like, educated, rich white people who are, like, traveling through time, you know, have this plan, and then suddenly they just, like, turn up the power on the machine, and they, like, suck this poor black man out of a car who's just, like, passing by, who's a down-and-out, you know, musician of all things. You know, and they yeah. just, they just literally suck him into the plot like that. Like it couldn't be more contrived. Like how do we get like a a black singer into our plot? You know, <laughs> <Like> <laughs> grab one randomly as he's driving. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 I mean, really, it's I mean, it's true. Like it's very like he he's like kind of the he, yeah he's kind of pretty, like a comedy. It's like pretty racist. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's just one of those, you know, like how like the black guy is always the first person to die in like horror movies. Well, that doesn't really happen anymore. But uh, but yeah, like, yeah, everyone's like, so the, damn aware of it, you can't do it anymore. And when you do right. do it, it's like this tongue-in-cheek joke, right? And so anyway, but, yeah, that's that's how Rembrandt gets into it. Uh, the professor Arturo, played by so the one thing about the show is there's no famous people in it. There's no Gary, Gim- Gimli, Gimli, yeah, yeah. Jerry O'Connell is fam- like you know he's famous just for kind of being a, a d bag, um, and then yeah, and then John Rise Davies. Hey 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 hey! Jerry O'Connell did stand by me, buddy. All right. <laughs> let let, let's let's right. refrain from calling him too many names. Okay, the two was in Stand By Me. Okay. Yeah, and then and then uh, Professor Arturo, who's played by John Rise Davies, Davies is you know Gimli from uh, Lord of the Rings, and so I would say he's I would say he's probably like. Well, he's probably the second most famous. And the other two are, I've never seen of them or heard of them ever since Sliders. Um, no, I, that girl was in this crappy, uh, I'm pretty sure it's the same girl. She was in this crappy um, Patrick Swayze, rest in peace, Patrick Swayze movie called Fatherhood, where he like he's like this sort of like Elvis-looking deadbeat dad, and he like, he just wants his kids back. And he, like, <laughs> steals his kids from his mom. They go on, like, this cross-country, like, kind of, like, uh, crime spree, but they're, like, away from bad cops or something. I don't remember. Anyway, she was, like, the older daughter in it. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, classic format, there's, like, kind of kind of like, uh, you know, Gilligan's Island. There's, like, a professor who could, like, you know, figure stuff out or, like, solve stuff. And I always thought, like, Quinn being a scientist and Gimli being a professor, it always felt a little redundant. Like, that, that could have just been one skill that one of them had and the other guy could have been a different kind of character. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I always felt a little, like, I didn't need two scientists, really. So you get two scientists, a hot girl, and then some random black guy singer. And right. as Brennan said, they've got, like, their clones in every world, and their clones are, are usually a, a part of the episode, sometimes more than others. Mm-hmm. But... um. I wanted to uh, talk about some of our favorite, well, some of the memorable episodes. Because I think we both agree that the show doesn't really stand up. Like, I, like I, I, re, I rewatched, I don't know, a good season or two with my old roommate about five years ago, right before I left Spokane. 
And, man, we were really struggling to get through some of those episodes. Yeah, they're, <laughs> like they're, 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 some of them are really not good. They're, they're really bad. And they're all like, I mean, it's basically all the scenarios are like, like, what if, like, America was, like, controlled by Nazis? Or what if, you know, the world was infected by disease? Or, you know, what if a meteor was going to, like, destroy Earth in three days? Like, those are the first three episodes. <laughs> um, yeah. But, so um, the, the the illness one, it was like... Um, I remember that one, too. It was, like, the whole world was dying of, like, the common cold or the flu or something. And so, like, Jerry O'Connell comes there and he's like, hey, guys, why don't you use penicillin? And they're like, what's penicillin? And he's like, and the professor's like, you don't know what penicillin is? And he's, you know, that was a bad professor accent. <laughs> anyway, they like, they, like show, they, like, show them how to make penicillin. And they, like, give it to somebody. They're like, oh, yeah, his temperature's coming down. And they're like, oh, my God, you've saved the world. So it's sort of like this corny, there's some tricks in our world that we know, and maybe you've got some tricks in your world that you know, and we can trade information and make our world better. You know, there's there's some corny shit like that going on <laughs> in, in some episodes. Um, and then, as you said, the, the, the world was control, controlled by Russians. I definitely remember one that was like, there was dinosaurs everywhere. That was my example. Yeah. There was definitely there was definitely an episode like that. That was like season three. Um, and, was, uh, was it? Yeah, that was season three. So, like, yeah, Sliders was really, like, really, really popular for, like, the first two seasons. And then in the third season, Fox, like, upped the budget big time for um, for the third season. And they they gave them a new controller, and they had a bigger range, so they didn't have to stay in the Bay Area anymore. They could go to, like, Los Angeles. Oh, cool. <laughs> so, basically, just so they, they cut down on, like, probably... Well, not cut down, but like to not to have it all be based in LA, <laughs> and so they could film it easier. But yeah, in the, yeah. Third, in, the, in the third season, there was very like action-oriented ones, like that are based like dinosaurs, like Jurassic Park. There was one based around like some big like tornado that was destroying everything. Oh um, yeah, was, I remember that, like Tornado Town or something. Yeah, until so, like, yeah, there's tornadoes everywhere, and so like they had to. Um, and that was, like, kind of, Twister was really big at the time. So, like, yeah, all these, like, in season three, all these, the production value went up, but apparently the stories were just crap, and then Fox dropped it, and then it went to sci-fi for two, two final seasons. Um, oh, it's the Charlie O'Connell years. Yeah, that's right, exactly, it's Charlie O'Connell years. <laughs> and, then the last season, and then the last season, like, uh, the, Connell, the Connell brothers aren't even, it, it's, uh, it's actually Rembrandt, He's like the only original character left in the in the final yeah. season. Um, yeah, I think I remember that. They they replaced the main girl with like a hotter girl. At, yeah. At some point. Um, you know what's funny? So in the in the show, <laughs> Wade leaves. Like she left the show, and like they, their explanation for Wade leaving was that she got stuck in another parallel Earth where she became a breeder for, like, a Cro-Magnon type of race of race of humanoids. What? Yeah. That was their explanation? How did they even know that? That was their explanation for, like, why she was like, oh, no, she didn't, like, 
decided to like stay in some paradise, like paradise oh world. Oh my god! I so I so wish we had an audio drop of the professor explaining that. Well, poor poor Wade, you know she she's getting romped by a bunch of Cro Magnus. <laughs> and then in the final, and then in the final season, like to explain why like Jerry O'Connell's character has disappeared, his character he didn't really disappear. He just like merged with another another character, and like some like random character basically became the embodiment of of Colin of uh that's not, of Quinn. Yeah, that's how they, that's how they explained it in the final uh, final season. That's awful. <laughs> So we, we, keep, we made the Charlie O'Connell joke. So at some point, like, Charlie O'Connell, like, becomes part of the cast. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of, like, old Final Fantasy game where, like, one of your players dies and then some new one, like, just joins. You know what I mean? Right. Like, oh, you have room in your party now. Well, so-and-so, the thief, is going to join you. And it's like, that, that's what, like, Charlie O'Connell was. It's like, they've got these four people and they're going from, like, world and, like, one of them dies or leaves or something. Like, oh, hey, you know, so-and-so left. Why don't we get Jerry O'Connell's untalented, lesser-known, you know, taller, weirder-looking, bad-acting brother? Because Jerry O'Connell's a producer now, and he has that kind of leverage. And it's like, oh, <laughs> shit, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> so um, I, I, I want to talk about this one episode that I liked when I was a kid. And it was like, it was definitely by the time they got a new Wade. So it wasn't actually a new Wade. It was some other girl, and she was hotter. I think her name might have been Claire. I don't know why that rings a bell. But anyway. Yeah, my favorite, yeah. Um, so Claire, like, they go to this, like, um, like sort of, like, tropical slide. They slide into this really, like, tropical world. And she gets, like, some sort of, like, uh, like, eight, like space hugger kind of thing, kind of like alien. And huh. I don't remember exactly all the details, but this alien, like, gets in her system, and then they slide to the next world, and it's just, like, sort of, like, this really high-class, like, world that's just kind of like, um, I don't know, like, Singapore or Malaysia. It's just this really nice, super exotic, high-class world. But Claire has this, like, alien in her, and the alien, it's kind of like a species thing where she, like, needs to fuck people to, like, impregnate her, like, alien <laughs> being in them or something. And uh, so, like, Claire, like, goes nuts, and she's, like, fuck, she, like, fucks somebody, and then that guy, like, goes nuts, and he starts, like, fucking all these girls, and when they, like, slide out of this, like, paradise planet at the end, they've, like, doomed it. Like, they've left this, like, alien host who's just, like, constantly, like, fucking and killing the other people in this world. Like, they get it out of Claire somehow, and they just kind of leave. They're like, well, you know, we could have done better on that one, and they just go to the next world. <laughs> Like dooming this <laughs> I don't. I don't remember that. That must have been. Yeah, that must have been season three or like yeah, four, maybe. No, I'm probably not four. But, yeah. yeah I, I don't really remember too much of like too many episodes. I think there was like a. I think there was like a Nazi one. Like it was basically like a redo of like the communist one. Um, but like there was later, there was one later season. There was one where like the country was controlled by women. And, like, all the yeah. men had been impr imprisoned or something. And when they slide, what's really funny is, like, all the women are, like, immediately, like, wanting to have sex with, like, the three dudes. And the three dudes are like, oh, my God, I like this place. <laughs> there's just, like, women everywhere, like, throwing themselves at them because there's no men. And, uh, so, so yeah, that, so was one, kind of, that was kind of a fun idea. 
so the one thing I like that I do remember, and it's I it came when I was watching like pieces of the other episodes, and so every episode would start off with them being in a different world that you only got like to see like two minutes of. Yeah, like, like, like yeah, a little teaser clip, a little fun. Hey, yeah, let's have a like, little fun thing from this world and leave. Yeah, it's like basically it's a world that they're having fun on and they they don't want to do a show about that because it's really boring for them not to be like some conflict. And so you get a tease of that, you get to the the world that's in distress, and then it ends and like they'll have slid into like another world where something might be going on or it might be like a paradise world. But like the next episode wouldn't be about the place that they switch at the end. It's about it would just it would start over. That was a formula for every show. It was just like, you know, start at some world, slide, slide to another world, and then next show picks up. And like, but like one thing I I'm, I was thinking about last night watching these is like I want to know what happens on like the fun like the the fun yeah. world. Like, yeah, that that slide, that water slide world episode was pretty boring. I mean, it was just like them going down water slides for 89 minutes and smiling and cheering and eating hot dogs. I was like, come on, when is, like, an evil genius, like, when is it going to be, like, Die Hard and an evil, like, foreign guy takes over the water slide park and there's a bomb to a fat lady who's stuck in the tube, you know? <laughs> right. it, it, I'm just joking. There was no water slide episode. There was no water slide episode? Okay. No, there should have been. That's why the show was canceled, Creative Difference. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like I, I watched this show when I was a kid. I was like a really, like, I was like in the really like alternate like sciences, or, like not that are like fringe sciences, I guess that aren't like real. Um, and was, Brennan was a was, Brennan was a Brennan was a Wiccan. Is what he's trying. <laughs> it was what he's tiptoeing around. That's what I mean. I mean like stuff that's like parallel universes or like wormholes or like stuff like that. Like stuff that's just like you know can't be proven or like like time travel like. I'm not, like, into, like, I wasn't, like, into Star Wars or Star Trek or anything like that. I was just, like, into, like, fringe, like, sciences that are, like, can't really be explained. And so I, I well, think that's why I enjoyed this show. But, like, I never really, I, I think I might have watched, I might have really, I watched the first season for sure when I was, like, I must have been, like, 10 at the time. And then the season what year, did, what, year, what year did it, it come out? Was it, was it 96? 95. 95, 96, yeah. 90, okay. Keep going. Like, and so um, I probably watched the first season, like, like every week. But then, like, as the season went on, they got more contrived that I probably, probably missed some. And, like, back then in, like, the 90s, early 90s, like, the only way you could watch a show uh, is that if you recorded it. And so I, and I probably didn't do that. So um, Yeah, it wasn't record-worthy. Yeah. No. You know, this, this, show is a, this show is a good example of, like, uh, a great premise and, and not so great execution. Because I think everybody could kind of get behind the idea of the show. Like, when you would, like, when somebody didn't know about Sliders and you kind of explained to them the premise, I think it pretty much, it was pretty universally well-received. Like, wow, that's a pretty cool idea. You know what I mean? Every episode, they go to some different world. And it's like, the world is completely changed. It sounds, it just sounds very outside the box. and And you can instantly see how it could be fun, how it could be creative, and how they could drum up, you know, interesting new storylines that you hadn't seen before the problem was it was just so fucking hokey you know what i mean like everyone was just so hokey in it the plots mm-hmm. the storylines the problems i i'm with you i didn't like it all how they would keep they would keep running into their clones and their doubles 
And then they would also be, like, prominent parts of the episode. You know, we were on our Stay by the Bell episode. I was bitching about how whenever there was a school play or a basketball team or whatever, they were always, like, the main characters in it or the main stars. <laughs> right. You know, it's, it's exactly the same thing. It's like, I don't know. It's, it's just a little too much, that, that kind of thing for me sometimes. And in this example, it felt like a little too much. Like, every little place they go, you know, like, Rembrandt or somebody's in charge. Real, real quick, are there any other episodes that you recall liking the premise of or, or anything like that? There's a few others that I, I there, can remember. There, there's one that really I've, has stuck with me, and the one I really remember, and it probably wasn't even that memorable an episode. It was an episode where they made it, they made it to this earth where everyone, like, was winning the lottery. Like, and, hmm. and so, like, there would be, like, all these, like, random lotteries, and people would win them, but then the people would, like, disappear. Like, and so people winning the lottery wasn't really, they weren't really winning the lottery. They were, like, more like, it was more like population control. But, like, it was, I did, and that's, like, I remember the dinosaur one, that one really stuck with me, obviously, but, like, yeah. They the population really, control one, did, did they think they were going to, like, a paradise and they were really getting killed? Something like, yeah, I like think the it, island? I feel like it was, like, something like that. Yeah, it was something. And then, like, they found a way to, like, to, you know, make it all better. And, and I want to go back and rewatch The Island. Sarah, Scarlett Johansson was so hot in that movie. Is that, yeah, very, is it, that's a very good movie. Like, very, like, I feel like it's a un, very underrated movie. <laughs> yeah, why does anybody ever talk about The Island? That movie is good. Is it Jerry Bruckheimer? Is that why? Oh, um, maybe I don't know. I, I like Ewan McGregor. Yeah, I, he's the new. Uh, he's the new very lead. In, he's the new lead in. He's the new lead in Fargo. Fargo's gonna kick ass this year. Um, I mean, it kicks ass every year. But. Um, well, I guess it's kind of. So yeah, that was sliders. But did you think the show would, you know, be good for a remake? Yeah, actually, I do. I think if you got the right people involved, I think it could be an awesome show. It's still a great premise. It is. You just like Jerry O'Connell it up. That's the problem. Like yeah, that, Gerald yeah. Connor's not all that likable. I don't know. Is the show just wasn't very well written? I I thought it just it was just so hokey. It was so network TV. You know, if you if you could have sliders on AMC or sliders on like a premium network like Showtime or HBO or something, I think that show could be so awesome. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, the, the premise is definitely there, and they could definitely. I mean, they could re redo it, and you know, just obviously change the characters a little bit and, you know, have In fact, set. why don't they remit? Why don't they reboot Sliders? I mean, shit, I'm watching, like, the 18th incarnation of, like, Smurfs, now in, like, you know, <laughs> 3D digital Pixar whatever the hell it is. But, you know, there's no room for Sliders? Come on. Maybe, maybe, it's, there, maybe it's production costs. Right. I don't know. There's, that, there's a show on yeah. TV right now. There's a show on TV right now. It's a time travel show, but they, like, go to different, they go to different time periods every show. Um, I don't, and it's kind of like the same idea as sliders. I mean, the same, like, I think they're kind of like stuck, but they like show up on all these different time periods and like they save the day. It's kind of like, and, uh, I don't know, maybe it's production costs. Maybe, you know, that's, I don't know, maybe people just aren't that interested in having, maybe it needs to be just rebranded as like something totally different, like not sliders, but like. Same Spinners. Rollers. We've got to roll out of this world, guys. 
I, I, I definitely, I watched the first, like I said, I watched the first episode. I don't think I'll go back and continuing. I don't think I'll continue it anymore. Like, I don't think I'll. No. I don't want to, I don't want to find out, find out what the game's up to next. <laughs> That's for sure. Well, I'll, I'll touch on a few episodes I remember real fast. There was one where there was like, um, Rembrandt was still famous. That was one yeah, episode. Uh, so like, they, and then there's another where there's, it's sort of like the world is controlled by like these, it's sort of like a, TV show, like the whole world is kind of like a TV show, but it's like an evil TV show, and it wants to kill everybody. And like, there's cameras everywhere, and you're so like, you're like Smash, always like on Smash TV. TV or like Running Man. Yes, like that kind of. Yes, yes, but okay. really poorly done in a cheesy sliders way. Like it okay. wasn't really that scary. There was like you know the threats <laughs> were just lame. But yes, like Smash TV. In fact, Super Smash TV would make such a fun like like low budget movie to make. That would be such a fun video game like. Rollover. That's anyway. true. Yeah, but that's the Fast TV is like based off of just like based off of like Running Man, right? Like, I'm not positive. I mean, it's same idea, but yeah, you're right. Okay. Um, anyway, there was one episode where like the whole world, the whole United States was still kind of like the old West, like Texas mm. and like Texas culture yeah. had like taken over everything. Um, mm-hmm. that, uh, yeah. That's all the that's that's all the specific ones. I mean, there were others, but. Nothing too specific in my memory was, right was, now. So. Was there? Was there? I mean, this was like in the '90s, and there wasn't very much like PC stuff back then. Was there like a white man's burden like episode where like, like I'm sure there was, but I don't remember. Like, yeah, I feel like that probably happened. Like, yeah, they just they basically took the idea of like, what if the United States was run by a megalomaniac who was originally a businessman and, like, is now the president of the United States. Like, that was basically a premise of, like, one show that, you know, we were basically living yeah. in an alter. we're basically living in an alternate universe of itself right now, Adam. Like, we need to, like, we should be watching, like, a Trump press conference and then, like, suddenly Rembrandt slides in and he, like, <laughs> you know, he tackles, he tackles Trump and then, like, the professor and you know, Jerry O'Connell and Charlie O'Connell show up and they're like, good news, guys, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then they take Trump with them. And we're like, maybe, 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 they, maybe it's like a whole Scooby-Doo situation where they like, they, un- they, they, they pull back off. the mask. Yeah. And then it's, and it's like, like Bernie Sanders, I knew it was you. <laughs> and I would have got away with it too if it weren't for all you, you know, socialist haters. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, so hey, are you on your PC? I, we should thank yeah, the fans. Yeah, definitely. Why don't you get? Why don't you get? Why don't you get I, I'm, on, I'm, I'm on it. Yep. Okay. Um, so real quick, we are Super Nineties Brothers. We'd love it if you guys email the show at Super Nineties Brothers at Gmail dot com and uh, interact with us on Facebook, Twitter, and some of you have been interacting with us, and you guys are fucking studs. And Brennan's gonna call you out by name right now. Yeah. So. Um, Thank you, Michael Wildler, uh, Kevin Woodson, Nick Alfaro, uh, Lily Solis, uh, James Heck. And then uh, I saw one really cool name. It's probably a fake name, but it was like David Von Doom. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, sounds like, a da- sounds like a David Lynch name. Derek Connor, um, Milik Nielsen. Autumn, uh, Autumn I, I want to, and I wanted to take a shout out to Kevin. Mike Mike and for uh, tagging his friends to watch the show. Um, yeah, we, you know, we're getting a lot of likes. We're getting people following us and listening to the show. Um, yeah, and please send us your, you know, recommendations for shows. Like, we definitely want to get some like um, fan feedback of stuff. We, that we did. Want to I, I did. 
I did get a rec. I did get a request um, last oh. week. Uh, oh, that's right, you did. Did you did? I told him to email the show. Did you check the show email this week? You know, I I I did not. I did yesterday, and I didn't see anything. <laughs> I did. I took okay, I, I checked yesterday, and uh, but I might okay. have checked the I might have checked the Super Nineties, brother. Not the. So yeah, when you email the show, it's Super Nineties spelled out brothers, um, B R O S at gmail dot com. So yeah, email us there. So we got a uh, we got a request from my buddy Stacy to uh, do goosebumps, not just the show, but also oh, the like, books, possibly the books too. You know, because that's yeah, definitely nineties. Yeah, I, so uh, I thought that was actually a pretty good idea. Absolutely, I actually I read like probably the first ten of them, like in, in like the fourth grade. So yeah, we could definitely we could definitely do that. Yeah, um, so I think we'll do that show in the future because it was a good idea by our by my friend Stacy, who is an avid follower and fan. And if you guys are fans and followers of the show and you got requests, let us know. We may just do it. Definitely. Um, well, yeah, yeah, that kind of ends it. And we're going to be I'm, – I'm traveling to uh, San Francisco um, this weekend, and we're going to do no, – no, we're going to do a show together. And uh, so, yeah. We may do we'll multiple be, if we get drunk. We, we may just keep yeah. doing them. Yeah, just uh, have them in the bank and have the better – we'll have better sound quality, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, it'll be fun. So we're we're gonna do our first live show, and that'll be um, we'll release that next week. Um, but for now, please keep sharing our posts, um, keep liking our page, send us email us at super90sbrothers at gmail dot com. You can follow us on Twitter or whatever. And uh, for Burden Pointer, I'm Adam J Pitzler. This has been another chilling edition of Super Nineties Brothers. Keep listening. We'll talk to you soon. All right, peace. Later, man. <laughs>